First Baptist Athens offers this podcast of devotions for Lent. Today's devotion is offered by Rachel Graves. It is based on the story from Jonah when God shows mercy to the people of Nineveh. The scripture is read from the message. The devotion begins with music provided by Sarah Delbane playing What Wondrous Love Is This Arranged for Flute. Lay aside everything else for the next few minutes. Allow the music to settle your soul, making space to listen for God. God saw what they had done, that they had turned away from their evil lives. He did change his mind about them. What he said he would do to them, he didn't do. Jonah was furious. He lost his temper. He yelled at God. God, I knew it. When I was back home, I knew this was going to happen. That's why I ran off to Tarshish. I knew you were sheer grace and mercy, not easily angered rich in love, and ready at the drop of a hat to turn your plans of punishment into a program of forgiveness. God arranged for a broad-leafed tree to spring up. It grew over Jonah to cool him off and get him out of his angry sulk. Jonah was pleased and enjoyed the shade. Life was looking up. But then God sent a worm. By dawn of the next day, The worm had bored into the shade tree, and it withered away. The sun came up, and God sent a hot, blistering wind from the east. The sun beat down on Jonah's head, and he started to faint. He prayed to die. I'm better off dead. Then God said to Jonah, What right do you have to get angry about this shade tree? Jonah said, Plenty of right. It's made me angry enough to die. God said, What's this? How is it that you can change your feelings from pleasure to anger overnight about a mere shade tree that you did nothing to get? 
You neither planted nor watered it. It grew up one night and died the next night. So why can't I likewise change what I feel about Nineveh from anger to pleasure? This big city of more than 120,000 childlike people who don't yet know right from wrong to say nothing of all the innocent animals? Have you ever been so hot you really thought it might be a possibility you would die? Apparently Jonah never played summer sports in Houston, Texas, because that is when I have been so hot I didn't know if I would make it. In elementary school, I played catcher on my Little League softball team, and let me tell you, those pads are hot even in non-Houston summer weather. And then in high school, I was a captain on my school's field hockey team. During summer conditioning, it was part of my job to make sure we took breaks often enough. During August in Houston, around 10 o'clock in the morning, that means about every 10 minutes we had to take a break. Every 10 minutes. That's not very much time. So as Jonah sits out in the desert sun, maybe it makes sense that he throws a hissy fit about being too hot. Maybe he is hungry and tired and hot and just wants God to follow through on smiting these sinful Ninevites. Speaking of his story, when I think of the Jonah story, I typically jump to the children's Bible and VeggieTales renditions, where Jonah pouts and whines about how unfair his life is, but eventually does what he's told and everyone lives happily ever after. I see a stubborn Jonah who gets a wagging finger and slap on the wrist from God, telling him what a naughty boy he has been until he relents and begrudgingly goes to Nineveh. He's not happy because he must sit in the hot sun, but God cheers him up. Hooray! So even if we do something begrudgingly, as long as we follow God's instructions, we're all good, right? Instead of the more fanciful Jonah story, as I read the portion of the passage for this week, I relate to Jonah's anger more than I would ever like to admit. I have to hope I would not be angry about the same things, namely God deciding to spare the lives of the people in this large city after all the people repent. But change? I get angry about change. Does anyone actually like change? And especially God's mind. God's mind isn't supposed to change. Sure, I do it all the time, but God? That is not supposed to happen, right? And I also realized from the real Bible version, not the VeggieTales version, that we don't really know what happens to Jonah. In this passage, he gets angry, gets happy about the bush, gets angry that it's gone, tells God he's better off dead, then is rebuked by God for his anger. The end. The book of Jonah ends with a question. Hopefully we conclude that God should indeed be more concerned with the city of Nineveh and its people than something as trivial as a bush that grew one day and died the next. But what happened to Jonah? Did he die in the desert heat? Did he return home with his bitterness? Did he have a revelation from God's question and turn from his anger to praise God's forgiveness of the Ninevites? Really, I want my Hallmark movie ending where Jonah and the Ninevites live happily ever after. The end. Instead, I'm left with a gnawing sensation that I relate a little too much to Jonah. Maybe that final question is posed to us, the readers, and not really to Jonah at all. Maybe this story isn't about following God's instructions, whether begrudgingly or wholeheartedly, but about prioritizing people, a beautiful and wonderful part of God's creation. Maybe it isn't about God's mind changing, but about emulating God's love to the people around us. As a child, when there was a lesson to be learned, my mom would simply ask, did you put the other person first? In other words, did you think from others' perspectives to see what they see and feel what they feel? 
I think if Jonah had chosen to put the Ninevites first, I could have gotten my Hallmark movie ending. The Ninevites get their happy ending, as far as we know. They made the right choice, and God recognized their effort and rewarded them, or at least didn't punish them. What if Jonah had stayed in Nineveh to help guide the Ninevites? What if he put the other person first, as my mom taught me? I don't know for sure, but I have to think his anger and bitterness could have been curbed. And maybe that can be the same for us. I challenge you to consider someone else's perspective today. Maybe it changes your actions and maybe it doesn't, but I would bet it will make it easier for you to love that person in front of you, that beautiful and wonderful human being God created. Merciful God, let your love for the Ninevites be our guide for loving this week. We recognize feelings of anger building just as in Jonah. Help us instead put the other person, the one you created, first. In your holy name, amen.